Hi, I'm Linda Eads from Ford Asset Management, and this is the Global Markets in a Nutshell for August 2022. So what happened during August? The US market ended the month in negative territory. This was only after a dramatic about turn towards the end of the month when Fed Chairman Jerome Powell delivered a speech in Jackson Hole where the message was clear. The Fed's primary goal is to bring inflation down, even if this means pain for households and companies in the process. Well, this was a dramatic wake-up call for markets that had been expecting the Fed to pivot in early 2023, causing markets to sell off in the last week of August, reversing all of the month's earlier gains. Other developed equity markets were also down during August, with European and UK equities taking the most strain. Emerging markets fared a little better in relative terms, with some markets such as Brazil and China even posting positive returns. Brazil benefiting from the fact that oil prices are still up more than 30% over the past year, and Chinese stocks were encouraged by the start of an accounting audit by US regulators on Chinese US-listed stocks. Inflation may well have peaked in the US, but it's still a lot higher than it's been in over 40 years, and likely to settle at levels far higher than the market was initially anticipating and pricing in. And it is a pervasive problem everywhere, both in developed economies as well as in emerging. Rising inflation across the globe is thanks in large part to higher energy and food prices, but is now also worryingly starting to creep into core inflation measurements and into broader economies. This is very ominous for both the economic cycle and markets, which have up until recently enjoyed an extended period of extraordinarily low interest rates and excessive stimulus. Having that withdrawn from the system was always likely to be a difficult and painful but necessary process for these stimulus junkies. Central banks around the world are facing an increasingly tricky balancing act with regards to fighting inflation without causing too much damage on their already fragile economies. The strong dollar, which has been bolstered by rising interest rates in the US, along with its safe haven status, continues to weigh heavily on emerging markets that are still sitting with excessive amounts of US dollar-denominated debt. Given the upward pressure on interest rates, it's not surprising that developed market bond yields rose during the month with the 2-10 year part of the US yield curve inverting even further in August. In fact, two-year Treasury yields rose to levels not seen since before the global financial crisis, an inversion of the yield curve where short maturity interest rates are higher than long maturity rates, has historically been a very reliable indicator of a forthcoming recession. It's also worth pointing out that whenever inflation has gone above 5% in the US in the past, it has never come down without a recession having to take place first. Industrial commodities such as oil and copper fell further during the month as the likelihood of a US recession loomed large, and China, the world's largest consumer of industrial commodities, continued to show signs of slowing economic activity exacerbated by the ongoing COVID lockdowns. The People's Bank of China, in stark contrast to most other central banks, actually cut rates in August in an attempt to stimulate growth and alleviate pressure on their ailing property sector. The Ford funds have fared well in this bear market environment. We've been defensively positioned for quite some time, and we're now seeing the benefits of that. Even with high equity allocations across the board, the funds have done a very good job of protecting capital. And this is a very important part of generating good absolute returns for investors through the cycle, something that Ford has done successfully for more than 40 years. Our flagship global multi-asset fund, the Ford International Fund, turned 25 this year. And since inception, it's delivered 6.3% per year in US dollars, 
which is 4% above inflation per year, and in line with global equity returns, but with a far more stable return profile and having taken considerably less risk. The good news is that as sure as day follows night, there will be a recovery in equity markets at some point in the future. Now, we certainly don't think that we're smart enough to be able to call the bottom of the market, but that's why we already have a reasonably high allocation to very selective equities, because they not only provide the best protection against inflation, but also because you can't wait until after the market recovers before you invest. You need to be invested ahead of the market turning and in the right stocks when the market turns. So we're constantly assessing the risk-reward trade-off for every single investment decision we make, so that we're positioning not only to protect capital during market declines, but to benefit from the inevitable recovery that follows as well. So it's important for investors to stay invested throughout the cycle. And if you consider the managers that have stood the test of time, you'll generally find that they've not done so by shooting the lights out at the top of the market, but by protecting capital in market downturns and by being invested in the right equities when the market recovers. So we need to protect your capital in this environment to fully participate in the bull market that follows. So that's our key focus right now. The bear market is here, but we're not worried about the bear market. We're fully prepared for that. What we're really focused on now is making sure that we're in the right assets for the recovery that will follow. And this is where our top-down forward-thinking process, combined with our bottom-up value approach, will bear fruit for investors again, as it has done over multiple market cycles in the past. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Ford Asset Management. This podcast has not been reviewed by the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Ford Asset Management is licensed with the Monetary Authority of Singapore.